just heard with our new intro music this is two discount grocers in the microphone and i have mike very very unique song sir <laughs> nice work nice work yeah you know uh i had a little time on my hands and uh not that our interest intro music before wasn't good but you know it was, it was a generic uh generic thing and uh wanted to do something a little different so first of all my son my son loves the song, and uh, he makes me listen to that way too often now. Um, I'm saying my son. It, it's me. It's yeah, me, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. He makes you, yes, yes. It's like, Dylan and Mike, you're like, that's me. I'm Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, Mike? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Uh, yeah, so been keeping busy. Uh, you know, we just uh, got the last podcast posted a little bit late, but, but up up nonetheless um yeah yeah well that's uh, what happens when legal has to listen to it and you know making sure that you know we're mining our p's and q's which we do for the most part i believe yeah i mean listen yeah both p's and q's were minded for right? sure definitely so i think talking about minding p's and q's i think that's almost a good intro to a question that you posted on the operator page that got a lot more um colorful comments uh, that I, I don't think I was expecting. So why don't you say the question you posted and let's talk about that. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, uh, as all operators probably, well, actually I found out a couple operators didn't know, but uh, there are two operator Facebook community pages and um, I won't go into why uh, a second one was established so much, but uh but there are two and uh the question was what is the point of having two separate operator facebook pages take the poll and let's see which one is preferred i will post on the page as well so you can answer it twice if you like and the two well three options were one was uh, geo owners only is one of them uh, the other one is grocery outlet operators and then the third one was i'm terribly indecisive and feel if i pick sides someone may get their feelings hurt um and that was squarely uh mike casanova was squarely in that camp for sure <laughs> went to both pages to pick that one because he's a very he's a sensitive human being for sure uh but yeah that was the question that we we posed or that i posed rather um anything i do by the way just gets dylan's sign off automatically so uh, just know that, uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I got some, I got some results here, uh, a day, day and a half later, I posted it kind of late at night, but, uh, 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 maybe unsurprisingly, I don't know, uh, the geo owners only page, which was the second page to come along, uh, got 73 votes, uh, well, uh, Obviously, a majority of operators did not answer this poll, which is fine. And the original grocery outlet operators page got three votes in total, and that's the totals between the two, the two pages. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that, Dylan? You know, we we've talked about this about you know why why to have two, and obviously anything public, anything on Facebook, anything you put out there can be seen by others and I, I think you know you said you don't want to talk about it so i'll just bring it up the whole idea of the second page obviously is that it was a little more private more for actual operators to talk about operator things whether it be concerns or issues or or questions now should you use that as a place to vent probably not i mean it, it's going to be seen uh, but it should be a place where we can go and, and ask whatever question we have within reason um 
and I think that the second page has kind of turned into very similar to the first where people are feeling that they can't really trust it. They can't maybe trust what they put up there because the messages go to whether it be corporate or, or DSMs or, or somewhat. So I don't know if having a second page is any more valuable or private. And I don't think it is. So I don't think it's really necessary to put on both. That being said, when I post something, I still post it on both because I want to make sure I reach both audiences, but I don't know that it's necessarily needed anymore. I yeah. Mean, are I you think, in that same I boat? Think, yeah. I think private is the wrong term. I mean, look, the difference is, is that the grocery out operators page is moderated by uh, somebody from uh, grocery out. I wish I remembered. His, do you remember? Is it, is it Luke? Lucas step? No, doesn't no. matter. Keep going. Anyways, doesn't matter. Anyways, it's moderated by somebody at Grocery Outlet. But the idea was that when it was set up, that whoever is moderating that page, um, that basically they keep it to themselves and it doesn't go to Grocery Outlet. Uh, the other one, the Grocery Outlet uh, operators only, is moderated by operators. So you have differences in moderation for sure. But I think I don't. I mean. It, it's the internet. There is no such thing as privacy. Anybody can screenshot anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the idea of that, no matter what you say, it, it won't get back to grocery outlet is probably just, you know, naive to say at yep. best. Yep. And so to your point, yeah, you have two separate pages now and they're, almost the same amount of user base. Uh, the original one has, I think it's like 30, 35, 40 people more now at this point, but that's, you know, who knows uh, on that. So yeah, I, I just don't like the idea of two pages. I mean, they're, they serve the exact same purpose. And, you know, I think most people just have them both in their feed, but uh, personally it would be nice to just have the one though. Uh, how do you, I mean, what's the solution to that? How do you make that happen? Um, well, obviously if one doesn't get used, you know, you just decide which one you're going to use. And if more people are going to use that one, I mean, that's your decision. It's not like you're trying to get the other one taken down. Cause I don't think that is your intention or maybe it is. No, it know. is. It oh, is okay, my, good. it's <laughs> absolutely my intention. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. and I, I mean, listen, it's, it's totally a minor, minor annoyance. So it's, but that's the point. I don't, I mean, as long as you have two up and running, then you're going to have, you're going to have both and you're going to have well, some people that are on the one and some people don't know about the other. And I, I saw comments on both, on both of those uh, polls. Cause I put them on each page of uh, at least one person on both of them saying, I didn't know the other one existed, which as a operator community, I mean, it's a small number of people, but we want, don't we want everybody to be on the same page yep. and yeah. So, so to ask, yeah, if you ask, if I, if you gave me the, the, the kill switch, I would probably close my eyes, say eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and then randomly choose grocery outlet operators only and kill the other one. But that's just me. Uh, so it sounds like you are a big fan of the only page. That's what I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the grocery. I am a grocery outlet own, owners only fan. Yeah, and by the way, I don't. I don't really have a preference because, like you said, it's kind of six and one, half a dozen the other. But if I had to choose, I'd probably choose a page moderated by operators. Yep. Um, I think the opportunity for uh, good moderation. There's probably more opportunity for good moderation in there um, with. Uh, us keeping each ourselves, you know, each other in check. Um, but from a, you know, Oh, if I, what I say is going to get out, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't say anything that I don't want to get out. That's when I make phone calls. <laughs> right. And, you know, we've talked to some operators who have kind of mentioned that they've received phone calls from people about something they've posted. And, and I feel like the things that some people have got their, I don't want to say hand slap, but that's what it feels like. They haven't been, crazy crazy things now i'm not seeing things on the operator page that are you know that goes against uh you know our contract or that are um 
blatant disregard to anyone's feelings or or anything but i feel like some things that people are, are being talked to about uh should not have even been brought up you know i don't want to go into details because you know we both know a bunch of those items but i i still want to be a place where people can come up with ideas and bring up certain things um as long as they're within the guideline that's safe you know what i mean and obviously people know that if they're going to post something it's going to be seen i mean I, I don't think i've seen too many posts that are that i read that i'm like oh wow there's going to be a store opening here soon because of that i mean do you feel that same way do you feel like there no, is I, I do yeah. but i mean i i i also think that you know it's like i mean yeah i'm yes there there have been uh posts in the past where um you know people will get a phone call and say, Hey, you know, just so you know, this is maybe back off of this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's not ideal by any means. Um, however, I'm sure there's lots of situations that aren't ideal that don't have to do with this page or, you know, conversations that have, and you know, we're all, we're all human and we all have a different perception of what is, uh, okay or what's borderline and so on and so forth. So if, somebody if a if a dsm catches wind of something be through a screenshot on the operator facebook page and they you know bring it up to the operator yeah maybe it's not maybe it's not ideal but that stuff happens offline as well right they mm -hmm. those kind of conversations and stuff and i think that's more of a managed between that person and the person they're talking to um i don't think you can not have that at all uh those conversations would happen whether there was a facebook page or not i would imagine you know i think you know you like to be a guinea pig for a lot of stuff why don't you put some posts out there that are kind of borderline and let's see what happens and, and see if if you get some calls or, or why don't you find where that line is yeah. Yeah. Just post them on both pages and see what uh, what the biggest <laughs> response is. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, once again, right? It's not. I mean, listen, venting is good, and I think it's it's yep. it's healthy to vent, for sure. But the vast majority of things that are posted on either one of those pages, nobody's going to blink yeah. an eye at. And right, I think it's just good common internet sense to know that if I've got something, I mean, if I got something that's really just eating at me and it's, uh, and I wouldn't tell it to a DSM, I am probably not going to post it on the community page. I'll call you, I'll call some people, I'll, you know, I'll talk offline, but I'm not going to throw that up on the, on online because you know, what's the, why, right? I'm just, right. it doesn't make sense to me. So, once again, I, I think that either page is kind of six, one half and dozen the other. If I had to lean one way or the other, I would lean towards the operator uh, moderated page. Um, but yeah, that's my feeling. So which, what's your vote, Vanillin? What's your vote? Well, you know, uh, same thing. I don't care which one. I just want to know which one I, I can post on and, you know, more people will see it or respond to it. So yeah, I don't have a, a huge preference one way or another. Um, I have been really lucky to have worked with some really good uh, DSMs where if there's a question, there's a concern, or if I just don't like something, I can call them up um, and just say, here's my concern, here's my problem, let's kind of fix it. You know, I had, you know, Rob Weaver for many years, I had uh, Eric, um, and now I'm in a new dis district, you know, with Brent. And um, that was one thing that, you know, in every meeting, they're like, what do you want from me? And I said, I want to be able to be completely candid with you. I want to be able to say my concern. I don't want to have to filter it. I just want to say, here's what I have. Here's my problem. And you either you either can listen or you can give me ideas or suggestions or help me out. But I want to be able to be just uh, a blunt with it. I don't want to have to tiptoe around. And I think that our company, our culture allows that. And our DSMs allow that. Um, I like having that report with them because I don't want to have to barely ask them a question um, when there's more to it. I want to be able to say, here's my concern or, or I don't like this, help me out or, you know, whatever. So, so in the spirit of being candid, then uh, who, who's your favorite DSM that you've had? Sorry, Mike, just you're cutting out. What that? Just <laughs> candidly speaking, no big deal. <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's uh, moving on, yeah. moving on here. Uh, today we uh, have uh, Dean Biggs, 
from Lemon Valley and Spanish Springs. Uh, and obviously, uh, his partner in crime is Sarah Biggs. Um, but uh, she's busy running the show while Dean takes time off to uh, talk to us on our podcast. Running the shows, plural. The shows, uh, yes, so. absolutely. So uh, I think without further ado, let's let's get into it. And welcome, Mr. Dean Biggs. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, your wonderful wife, Sarah, is uh, not not joining us because she is busy, busy, busy uh, running things, huh? Yes, she is. She's a, she's a worker bee. She's out there getting ready for Mother's Day weekend here. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, you were saying that you guys, uh, when we talked just a moment ago, you were talking about uh, Mother's Day weekend, that you guys are a, a pretty big uh, floral floral store or stores, which we will get into here in a minute. But uh, yeah, what's what do you guys usually have going on for that? Well, we uh, we do pretty well with the outdoor floral. We've been doing that for nine or 10 years now. Um, and uh, so we just actually just got a load literally this morning, um, half a truck to each store, uh, Lemon Valley and Spanish Springs. And uh, we're getting another one on Friday. And then of course we got the, the cut flowers, uh, um, here for Mexican Mother's Day and Mother's Day. So uh, we usually go pretty big for all those. And before we get too far into it, because Mike kind of skipped over, uh, why don't you tell us who you are, Dean, oh. and, and how long you've been grocery outlet, and, you know, maybe the intro. <laughs> I just get so excited about Mother's Day flowers. I just, I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dean and Sarah Biggs, we've been uh, ten, a little over, t just at our 10-year anniversary about two weeks ago at Lemon Valley um with that so 10 years been you know was about a year nine months in the program before that and uh um had our spanish springs location for about five flew over five and a half years now um with that so uh, we both grew up in the grocery business bagging groceries for uh albertson's actually back in omaha nebraska and uh moved in and around the midwest and heard about owning our grocery store so that's how we moved out of here yeah. Now on the last uh, podcast, which with uh, John Decker, he mentioned you guys as uh, when he was talking about uh, the challenges of recruiting and that uh, he said that you guys, you know, came from a place where you know, you'd never even really heard of grocery outlet before. <laughs> so how did you hear about grocery outlet? I'm um, actually, I'd heard about them uh, 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 through, through the internet, basically found them and uh, actually then started talking to Bruce Mench and, and Bruno who were around at that point in time and um, said, well, they're only in California and we had to come out here and did a lot of research on the internet, made some phone calls and um, came out here for two days. It was pretty exhausting, visited about 12 stores and spoke to you know everybody in the office from Eric and Mac and, and Tom McMahon and, and all the way down and uh, so they convinced us to, to make the change and um, move, you know, halfway across the country. So uh, we want to change it for the world. Right. Yeah, so no a few big deal. quick Just questions. Cross country move, easy. <laughs> so, so what are the biggest uh, differences between your previous company, Albertsons, and this? Like your top three that you would say? Okay. Well, I was actually two. I was with Albertsons. They actually left Nebraska, Omaha, uh, and then I went to Lowe's Home Improvement. And was with them for seven seven years or so. So, but both of those are huge corporations, and um, you know the biggest difference is right. We get to determine what we want to do, need to do. Uh, marketing, of course, is a big uh, portion of that. You know that, that that was taken care of by those types of companies, um, and, and now we get to do our local store marketing, and you know, of course, Facebook and, and um, the whole social media thing, and then just. Uh, one of the one big things, too, that uh, we really like is that we're able to do help out the community any way we want with those corporations say, oh, you got to call corporate. And of course, that never happened. Whereas with uh, with us, we can make a decision on the spot, you know, um, and, and give them a gift card or donate what they may need. You know, so that's a big difference. And of course, um, another big one is uh, didn't enjoy those uh, daily, weekly 
phone calls of, uh, hey, let's cut a couple hundred hours off your schedule this week or today or shut down the deli or, or the bakery at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon or things like that because we got to save payroll. Gotcha. And now it's your payroll. So yep. <laughs> you don't need saving, huh? <laughs> So you so you moved on out here. Uh, your uh, first store was was it Lemon Valley was your first store? Is that correct? Yes. Lemon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and uh, how long did you how long uh, how long before you ended up taking on Spanish Springs as a second? About five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. So wait, you've been there for five years. Both. Because we've had lemon for ten, uh, oh. we've had Spanish for five, so it's literally right in the middle. <laughs> okay, so five and five, awesome. So, uh, how did that come to be? The the tell me the dual store uh, origin story. Okay, um, it was uh, at that point in time when we first started about ten years ago. I, I don't know, there were quite a few duels, um, and slowly they uh, went away. Um, um, it seems like, and we didn't, we didn't know those folks, but we did uh, remember seeing, uh, Don and Nate Harrell at one of our, uh, you know, uh, uh, gross GOU or, or, uh, um, operator enhancement, I think it was actually called or, or AOT training there when we went through and saw that they owned, uh, a couple of stores. We thought, well, that, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. You know, we're going through training and, um, uh, you know, going fast forward a few years, a, there was a grocery store that closed, uh, uh, we live right down the road from Spanish Springs, um, um, and a, uh, a local grocery store chain called Scalari's had closed. And so we had actually contacted real estate and said, hey, this would be great. And they looked around and, um, you know, at, at different sites and, um, you know, decided to, to eventually choose this site um, that we're currently at. And uh, so we really fought. We actually prepared for about two years. Um John Decker, who we actually had on last week, was a big proponent, or not proponent, he's the one who kind of helped us um, figure out how to do it. They actually were not fans of doing it because they were down to two dual store owners in the company at that point in time. Uh, Don and Nate Harrell down in Salinas and Watsonville and Jeff and Aaron McNeil up in Renton and Skyway. And uh, basically, uh, John said, you got to be ready. You have to ha be, have your people ready, 100%, ready to rock be two, three, four deep. Um, so we actually, we spent extra on payroll for literally two years ahead of time um, getting people. So we had people ready to roll. Um, and then when it still came around, we had to really get our DSM, who was Jeff Schaefer at the time, um, on board. And then we, uh, we fought. Uh, we actually called uh, Lindbergh and Tom and Mac and uh, told them all, we need to talk to them also because at that point in time, the answer was pretty much no, um, and we uh, uh, we had to fight, and uh, we're so glad we did. And uh, you know, it's it's definitely been successful. We we uh, I believe we went through about nine interviews to, to make it happen, and typically I think it's two or three, um, you know, for for a store. So, um, yeah, absolutely glad we did it. Best decision we ever did. Second best, maybe besides moving out here. Third best behind marrying my wife. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Nice to play, sir. Nice to play. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put that one on number one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and my kids, you know, four kids. <laughs> you know, what's Boy, it crazy just going down the list. <laughs> what's crazy is you, you know, you look at your numbers, you know, you hear dual stores and you always, uh, it's a lot of work even doing one store and you have two stores doing phenomenal, uh, sales, you know, we won't go into specific numbers, but just great numbers. Um, what are the biggest, I mean, obviously hiring is always an issue and, and so many things, but what do you think the biggest struggle is with having two stores? Because as we hear, grocery outlets kind of going more towards dual stores again or, or looking at potential operators who want to do dual stores. Uh, what are some of the bigger drawbacks or, or uh, tough times with duels? Well, I, I mean, you said the first thing and, and it's true of one store, but uh, labor is always the biggest issue in trying to get get quality people um, and uh, constantly be, um, you know, constantly be hiring, honestly, is what we're kind of doing. And it has changed, of course, after the pandemic here. Um, but we have a lot of long-termers. Um, when we just had that Lemon Valley anniversary, we had two two of our originals there. We took a picture, put it on Facebook. They've been with us since we opened. I remember setting the store with both of them. Um, 
And so the people is the absolute key. Um, it is for one store, but it absolutely it's bigger for two because when you have one store, sometimes, especially in lower volume, you may be the frozen person. You may be the meat person or the liquor or, or whatever. Sometimes you may be the cashier even, you know, whereas with two stores, we can't commit ourselves to being those specific roles, if that makes sense. We almost uh, think of ourselves as uh, almost pseudo DSMs um, with, with two with two locations and um, just really, you know, doing that. I guess another thing you've mentioned about is just uh, what uh, the, the struggles or the things you have two of everything to do. You have two schedules, you have two, uh, um, two QuickBooks, you have. Uh... Nope. I think we just lost Dean's vocals there. Let's see Give here. Us- one second. How about now? Oh, there yep. we go. You're back. Oh, okay. You're going to okay. test my editing skills in this, aren't you? <laughs> yes. So you were saying two QuickBooks, I think, were the last. But uh, to your point, though, kind of two of two of everything is uh, generally the way it goes, huh? Correct, right? It just, you know, if your schedule takes you half an hour, an hour, now you got two hours, you know, um, whatever it might be. So um, order writing, you know, um, you know, of course, we got people doing that, but I oversee a lot of those. So just trying to get into those. So you basically essentially have double the, those types of things you do have. You do get better at it and you get synergies between that. And you already know what you kind of want to do. Um, but, you know, that's that's definitely it. Um, and it's how to split your time. You know, you're you spent 100 percent of your time at one location. And then now all of a sudden you have two. So now it's 50-50 and probably not 50-50. You're probably going to spend some more time at the newer location, whatever that may be, if it's a new or an existing store. You're going to spend more time there. So it's probably more like two-thirds at the newer location, one-third at the old. And um, a challenge with that actually was our people at Lemon Valley, they missed us a lot. They were wondering where we're at, that we don't like them anymore, You know that we're not spending time with them. Um, and so... Um, that was something we didn't necessarily anticipate, you know, um, that they, that's uh, actually have a conversation with us about their kids or what's going on with their lives. Yeah, that was, uh, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you as to how your employees reacted to you taking a second store. So, uh, so in the, in the beginning, did that, did that alleviate over time? Did it, was it, uh, did kind of reactions change over time or do you still, do you still uh, deal with the attention kind of going one way or the other? Um, it is, uh, you know, it has alleviated over time. Um, I will admit, you know, after five years, we're still um, spend some more time probably at Spanish Springs, um, the newer location. And that's, uh, we always equated it, you know, when, lemon was seven and, and Spanish was two, you know, it's like, it's like your kids, right? A seven-year-old can, they can uh, use the restroom and then go get to make themselves peanut butter jelly sandwich. But a two-year-old really can't do that. And now we're five and 10, you know, a 10-year-old can really do some things. They're a lot more independent and five-year-olds still, uh, they're still finding their way. So, uh, um, you know, that's been our experience, but every store is different. Yeah, Dylan actually often forgets he has an older child now that they have a new baby. He's just like, oh, oh gosh, Finn, <laughs> sorry, buddy. I <laughs> totally forgot you existed. <laughs> I'm just going to let you in silence. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so, your, so your employees, your two stores, are they each employee for one store or are they shared back and forth? They're at one location. However, we do... Um, share really and the only time i generally share is like uh, maybe you know there's some vacations maybe uh, uh one store is ahead on freight and the other is not and i'll say all right let's send a couple people over because they're 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 caught up um and so that is a huge benefit is having that ab- ability um we actually uh have uh, everything kind of set up very similar um even to the same safe the same security system so um, if we, we just actually had this a few weeks ago, we had a manager, uh, um, was hurt, um, and, uh, was out there for a while. And we had another manager, uh, an assistant manager. We we're getting ready to promote at Spanish. So we took over to lemon, just learn a little bit differently, learn from some other people. And she'd been there for a week and this uh, other manager wasn't there. She was able to close the store because she knew exactly what to do. She'd been training there a little bit, but anyway, she, 
um, you know, so it really works out uh, a lot of times. And the aisles even are set up. I've set up the aisles pretty much the same. You know, there's a few nuances just because, but um, most locations actually were old school Larry's. Uh, Lemon Valley store was too. So, um, so they're very similar in nature as far as the whole setup. So it really makes, makes it good when we send someone from one store to the other. Gotcha. So, uh, going from one store to two, did you have to change your, uh, management style very much? And if so, how? hundred percent. Just like you uh, kind of mentioned, we became pseudo DSMs, you know, uh, director, you know, or, or district managers, however you want to title it, where, um, they're not my managers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your managers. They're not. I'm saying just saying for, uh, you know, old, old. School. I know. I know. Yes. Yes. Um, and with uh, that, just knowing that, yeah, we can't perform the work ourselves a lot of times. Um, you know, we like to when we can and get in there and, um, but we have to kind of give some direction and really do good at, you know, uh, and we did this before as well as some work lists or, or, um, things to do, but really just do that, uh, where we're, um, giving more direction than there is for just when we were the one location we were there. And also the one thing is too, they, uh, our team really relied upon us when we only had the one location, they would come to us for every little thing. And then once we had the duel, they had to then become better managers or figure things out themselves. Um, to take care of. I mean, we're always available. However, um, they have to, you know, make those decisions on the spot sometimes if it's just, Hey, what about this customer return or, or things like that? Or so-and-so wants to go home. Um, you know, they got to make those decisions to figure it out. So it actually helped make our team better. We believe as well. You know, we, we talk a lot about that uh, sometimes, you know, whether it be a dual store or you have to be out for a while, you know, you rely on your team a lot more and then you realize they can do a lot more. They want to do a lot more. And so I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that trying to let people figure things out themselves, have them come up with a solution. So it's not just every single minute. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. It's more I have this solution. Maybe what do you think about this? Or I'm going to implement this. And if it works, it works. If not, we'll go from there. So, yep. So with that though, with that, um, you know, obviously, uh, having two stores, you need people to be more self-reliant and, and so on and so forth, but you now have two stores and you have double the employees and this and that. So what has that meant for your guys's just downtime, uh, quality of life outside the store? Uh, I know you guys, I think are getting ready to go on a trip or something like that. You still able to do those things, uh, maybe as frequently or as with one store? How's that been working for you? Um, it actually has been working really well. You know, just like you know, Dylan mentioned about having people and you go on vacation and they can take care of the store. And uh, our teams, you know, can do that. We've been, we go, honestly, we've been on, on quite a few vacations here, just uh, or just time off. I had to pick up one daughter at Boise State and then going this weekend to Montana for a graduation. Um, so, um, and uh, we're able to do those things and we don't think twice about it. Um, you know, it's, you know, the first, of course, just like, you know, the first year or two after with duels, it was a little more of a challenge, but, you know, uh, you know, you get your people trained and you can do whatever you want to do, you know, type deal. So we're still in communications. We're still, you know, calling them or maybe checking on the cameras and some things like that. And um, great part is too, with duels, a lot of times uh, some manager will text or, or, or something and, or we have some group uh, chats there and they'll go, Hey, so this is, you know, this says this came in at this date. However, it came in out of code maybe, or something like that. We're able to then text that same information and text it over to the other store. And so we'll get a lot, and we also have chats between the grocery managers of both stores, the deli managers of both stores. Um, so they'll go back and forth and help take care of some of those other types of issues or situations maybe. Um, so that works out real well. So they lean upon each other as well. Um, one time we had an issue at uh, one of our locations, um, Spanish Springs, I believe. And we had one manager, like every manager called in for something this a few years back and, my manager worked open to close like all weekend and uh, 
the other manager at the other store, a couple other managers said, why didn't they call us? We would have came over and helped out, you know, so they know each other. We have, uh, you know, our Christmas parties. We, we do all together as one, um, you know, with that. So, and, and we, with bringing people back and forth, they get to know each other pretty well, you know, or well enough. And plus, um, another benefit of having two stores is, um, you give your people opportunities, you know, maybe someone wants to be a manager, but you don't have uh, a spot available at one location. It's just like, that's a little bit like conventional where then you go, well, I've got a grocery manager position over here. We'd like to bring you over here because, you know, we lost somebody for one reason or another. So. So rewind five years, uh, once you opened up Spanish Springs, was there ever a point when you and Sarah said, what do we do? Did, did we want to do this? Was there ever that point of you just kind of second guessing your immediate decision? I honestly have not much, but if Sarah was sitting here, she would say differently. <laughs> she's, a, you know, she's a few times thrown her keys at me, but you know, I think that happened with one store as well. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it gets frustrating at times, just like there is with one store, but, uh, um, you know, we look at it as every day, um, a blessing, you know, we look at it, that it's a great opportunity, um, you know, and because of those things where we can, um, give, uh, give back to the community more because, you know, sometimes before we'd say no to, uh, certain things, uh, donation requests. Now we can split that cost in half or, um, we can, uh, give those opportunities to our employees and promote them and give them other opportunities. Um, you know, so, um, and we can do marketing, you know, we do a lot of marketing where it's everything we do, we do with both stores, um, except for generally our, uh, our once a year celebration anniversary at each, both locations. We may text specific to each location. Um, however, everything else is, it says Spanish Springs or Lemon Valley. Um, so, um, you know, we try to, um, uh, look at the positive definitely more, um, you know, but there's, there's definitely those frustrating points in time. And, uh, like I said, if Sarah was here, she might say a little bit differently. <laughs> so, well, Mike heard that she only oh, yeah. threw the keys to you a few times. So he was like, how is that? Only a few times. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so uh, with the marketing piece, uh, that's another thing I was kind of curious about. So, and you kind of mentioned it, but so I just want to be cl clear. So when you're doing like Facebook marketing and this and stuff, are you trying to gear most of your marketing to things that hit both stores then yeah so for instance for facebook right um you can do like a certain diameter around your or radius around the store there uh, or, or certain zip codes you can do all kinds of different things i mean i, I pick a big enough uh, circle to go around both locations they're about seven miles apart um however it's about 20 minutes because you kind of have to go around a I wouldn't call it a mountain, but a, a large hill, so to speak. Right. It's, it's not a straight way to get there. Um, and so we do have a lot of cross shoppers uh, that go between both locations because um, they know that our product's ever changing. You know, even though uh, um, I do have most people ordering uh, all the departments, I pretty much do all the grocery ordering for both stores. So, um, you know, they know that things are going to run out at one location or another. Um, so they definitely go to both stores. So that's why we you know, do that marketing for say Facebook, um, for, for both locations and do a big, big geographic area, so to speak. So if you're doing a, a Facebook video or a post though, because you have, you have a separate Facebook page for each store, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you're doing a Facebook video or post or whatever, are you doing one and posting it the same one on both stores or are you kind of doing one for Lemon Valley and then kind of change it up a little bit? Same idea, but changed for Spanish Springs. Yeah, we actually uh, we do uh, we do quite a few videos. Uh, yeah, maybe should Jessica looking at it. we we're, we uh, we like to dress up and do some fun things for all the different holidays, and so we do that. And so we do uh, do separate videos for each location because we do have slightly different things going on. Um, and plus, people want to see us in their home location. They may not like both stores' videos, so we don't want to film you know, in Spanish Springs or Lemon Valley or vice versa. Um, so we do literally, we'll, you know, we'll put on our uh, outfits there and we'll, uh, we'll go from one, one location to the other in the same day. 
and film it, you know, both the, both the same, same day there. So, um, you know, sometimes, uh, and then too, what we'll uh, get pictures from say produce, you know, um, this weekend had some great, uh, deals on berries, right. Uh, um, down here, at least I'm not sure if up there, you guys had blackberries for 99 cents. So I had both stores send pictures of blackberries. Um, so we, uh, could have, you know, that item to be able to promote at both locations. Gotcha. And how's it been um, kind of getting into each community uh, as far as like, you know, chamber stuff or, you know, ingratiating yourself to the community and doing not just Facebook marketing, but kind of having to be a part of two separate communities. So with, uh, you know, you mentioned the chamber, the chamber actually is Reno Sparks. It's all one chamber. So that works out real well. And because we're in, you know, because technically Lemon Valley's in Reno, Spanish Springs is in Sparks. They're actually not cities. That's just areas of the city. Um, so it's one chamber, but it's all one big city, essentially. And so, uh, you know, we do lots of different things. There are a lot of events here in, in Reno, the Reno Air Races we've been part of for 10 years, which unfortunately is this is our last year. Um, the Reno Rodeo and uh, we're doing something now. Brian at the Reno uh, Kitsky location is put together with the Reno Aces, which is the AAA ball club here. Uh, we're going to do something with all of us here, um, actually for IFH, which is upcoming here. Um, and so uh, we'd like to partner together too and do some of that types of marketing, even with our other local stores still as well, of course. So, um, you know, Smash Springs is probably a little bit easier just because we are in that community. Um, our kids go to school there and things like that. But we've been at Lemon for so long. Um, we're involved with a lot of schools and, and things out there as well. So. so one more thing on that. What has been your favorite either promotion or event that you've ever done for e either store? It doesn't even be for both, but what's your all-time favorite? Well, that's kind of a tough one. Um, you know, uh, um, you know, with the dual locations has allowed us to do some bigger things. Like I mentioned, like the Reno rodeo or the Reno aces or, uh, or the, the, uh, uh, mentioned the air races or the balloon races we have here, we have all kinds of different events. So be able to do some of that with the duels, whereas before we probably wouldn't be able to do any of that. And we, of course, then we partnered with some of our local other stores here as well, but favorite, you know, really enjoy actually dressing up uh, we do it for saint patrick's day or valentine's day literally we have customers every day go oh my gosh we love your outfits we love you do this and so we actually get recognized out on the street which is sometimes challenging if we just want to go out and have dinner um but uh you know those are super fun and people really really enjoy that um so that's that's been a big win it's probably hard to blend in with a neon yellow two-piece suit just saying <laughs> I don't have yellow yet, but I might have to get one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's next on the list. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, so, okay. So we've been talking about kind of two stores and you said that, you know, uh, when you took over the new store, Lemon Valley felt, you know, that maybe the employees felt a little bit uh, like they were left behind a little bit because you're spending more time. But recently uh, Lemon, the Lemon Valley location got a, a, considerable upgrade uh with logier shelving throughout so talk to us about that for a minute so yeah we're uh um the store grocery outlet's been starting to, to do this I, I don't know how many at that point in time they done uh, i don't know half a dozen stores they've converted um and the reason they're looking at it's because uh um, I believe uh, some of the costs is cheaper uh, than steel but also it makes um, so they can get more product into some of these smaller types of locations that are smaller square footage wise. Um, so they really concentrate on that, but then they came to us and said, Hey, you're, we're about 15,000 square feet. Um, so, you know, uh, kind of more average typical, you know, maybe a slightly bigger than average, um, store. They want to see, um, you know, what it would be like in a little bit, uh, bigger as far as, far as size wise, not necessarily volume. And uh, they want to see that. Plus, they knew that uh, we'd like to run a high skew count. So they wanted to see what's possible, literally, what, what is possible with that. Um, and so we got this done in January. 
literally like January 2nd, right after the holidays, uh, took 10 nights of overnights, which hadn't worked uh, 10 nights of overnights in quite some time, uh, going back to those Albertsons days, uh, 20 plus years ago, 25 years ago. And so, uh, um, it was fun. Uh, got to, uh, uh, have a, you know, say into how we lay out the store and, and do all that. And it really created a lot of space in the aisles, um, created at least a foot or more, maybe even a foot and a half, two feet in some aisles. Um, so that gives the customers a better shopping experience. Cause I've seen that before where people, they, they walk down and they see that maybe aisle four is full of people or two, even two people, let's just say they'll, they'll avoid that aisle. And if they never make it back to the aisle, then they'll never go shopping there. So that's been a big win. Customers are absolutely in love with that. Then, of course, with the, uh, it's actually Madex, Lozier is a, a different company, but similar type of shelving. Um, we're able to add in so many more uh, shelves and or tiers if you want to, if you want to talk like steel. Um, and so with that, we're able to bring in a lot more variety. And we're also actually able to make it um, more like a conventional set. Um, where up and down you have, I have a vinegar set, I have an olive oil set, whereas before if I, it would kind of get blended um, with some of those things. Um, you know, we have an actual, we create an Asian set because there's such good variety in that now and kind of a, a focus area. So it's really made things a lot more customer friendly for shopping, able to carry a lot more. And, um, you know, it's changed, I guess, uh, the way we order a little bit before is a lot more layers. Um, now we're going as low as twos, which never would have even thought about ordering twos, but maybe it's something we go, well, it'd be nice to have, but you know, is it necessary to have, or it'd be better to have something else because with steel, you weren't able to make your store look as good. So, um, there's been a lot of benefits, just had inventory here a few weeks ago. And I can tell you getting ready at Lemon Valley with the, that type of shelving was so much faster and easier than it was at Spanish Springs. So, um, didn't have to sweep under the aisles to get the product that fell underneath under steel. That saves time. So it's actually a lot of operators have had questions. Well, doesn't it take so much more time? Because we're actually hand stacking all the product. Um, the only product we're not, say, if you have a like Prego pasta sauce stacked too high, we'll you know, leave that in the cardboard, but just cut the lips off or, or canned goods or some things like that, where basically you're stacking up things two to three high. Um, but otherwise, it's all coming out of the, the cardboard. But what we found is everyone's in the back room cutting product. They might be talking, taking their time. They don't want to go out there and necessarily, you know, go out there in the middle of the day when it's really busy. And now that we have wider aisles, it makes it a lot easier to have a six-wheeler out there or something throwing freight. Because we can get two carts and a Sabbath six-wheeler now, easy money nowadays. Um, so, uh, but throwing freight by hand stacking and... If you have your shelves kind of the same tier, so to speak, not a bunch of them in every single section different, you know, you're going to have some different, of course, right? You're going to have more shelves and spices and things like that. Um, but it makes it so you can actually just take and slide product over, slide in these two, four, six, eight cases and get it in or in a hurry. So big win. Um, sales have increased. Customers are loving it. Um, I'm fighting to get it at Spanish anytime. I'm hoping so maybe soon. <laughs> so we've heard a, a ton of a ton of great things about it so far. I mean, the variety count, being able to expand, uh, the space it saves, uh, the look just can be a lot cleaner, uh, moving product from left to right a lot quicker. Uh, any downfalls as of right now that you see or anything that is worse off by having uh, either Legere and, or Maddox? And yeah, I want to add to that because uh, I am on the list to get Logier and beings that you were one of the test stores, you uh, didn't get the benefit of learning from others mistakes. So I would like to learn from any of the mistakes you may have made. Probably you didn't make any mistakes. You know, I understand, but you know, maybe, maybe. Um, so, uh, um, Dylan, what was your question again there? Basically, like we we've heard all the good from so many oh, things yeah, as far as variety of space. Yeah, is there anything that is either worse off or that makes it more difficult, or is it pretty much one of those? It is ninety nine percent better in every aspect. I would say it is about ninety nine percent better in every aspect. Um, you know, if we get to where that point, we're super full in a certain section, like say olive oil or pasta sauce or things like that, it gets to be a challenge um, with. 
um, with that. But we actually have uh, some uh, top stock shelves in some of the areas. So that certainly helps as well. So we just put stuff up top there. Um, so, you know, I guess a, a challenge is getting our people to understand where you would put chutney, um, where you would put caper. Some of those things you don't get on an everyday basis. And sometimes I've actually found myself all going, it's been a minute since I've been in conventional. I need to find out where this item is in a conventional grocery store. So I'm going there and going looking for these, this type of item because there's always these new innovations and things like that. So teaching them a little bit of where to go, um, you know, but that's always been a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, I mean, another, doing another benefit, by the way, is there's no cut product. Uh, nothing gets me more when you're trying to cut cereal and they cut, on the sides and they cut all six boxes on each side. So all 12 boxes now are not sellable. So that's helped cut some of the, uh, the shrink there as far as throwaways or something like that. So, I mean, and that's 24 honestly, boxes for you guys. Cause that's two mm -hmm. stores. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so still not a 12 because they're, they're not uh, Spanish Springs yet. <laughs> not many downfalls or benefits or, or um, did I, not many downfalls. There's mostly benefits uh, as far as that. Now, as far as things I do differently or things, um, and I actually had kind of communicated to, to corporate a whole bunch of things, um, um, you know, that I felt could have been done differently or things. You know, grocery outlets learning this as well. So one thing I'd look at is look at your tier heights because they kind of have everything set the same. And it, it's not going to be the same in, say, um, you know, let's go to olive oil versus uh, uh, salad dressing you know, or, or spices. And they know some of those like spices, but they're learning about, you know, where it, where it's the optimal thing. And every store is going to be a little bit different. Probably it's probably different for a smaller uh, uh, size box. If it's only 10,000 square feet, they're going to have tighter sections. Cause we got, honestly, we've got sections. I mean, that are as big as, is uh, conventional stores. You know, we have Smith's down here, which is Kroger. So you guys have what Fred Meyer up there, or, or we have Rayleigh's or Safeway. And uh, we have sections as big as some of those stores in in uh, those areas now. So um, basically, I'd say be highly involved is what I would say, because um, there's little things that come up throughout the entire set that you don't uh, may not. And if you're not there involved, I work the overnights with them so I can make those decisions on the spot. Literally, hey, let's move this over six inches, because the next the next night when we do this aisle, we got this pole in the way and we're going to do this. And it's going to be, you know, maybe we can make it a little bit better where we don't have to put the pole in the middle of the steel or, or the Lozier Madex shelving. So be highly involved. Um, so that way you don't have to change. We haven't had to change much um, since we've, we've set the store. And uh, even the grocery manager who was kind of skeptical, he had just talked to him here in the last week or so. And he goes, it just goes so much out so much easier now. And they are, they're getting their freight done faster than Spanish Springs. So. So what adjustments have, have you had to make with, um, you know, you've kind of talked a little bit about ordering that you can order smaller quantities that make sense, but what, did, what other adjustments have you made, had to make with scheduling or staffing or more on the ordering uh, with uh, Logier now? Um, well, one of the things is that you save so much time on is merchandising. Um, we don't have all this cardboard to throw away, and we actually have under 18-year-olds working for us. And so, of course, they can't throw it away. So then it piles up in the back room till we have someone throwing away cardboard who can throw away cardboard into the baler. And then that takes them a half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever it is because there's 10 grocery cards back there full of cardboard or, or whatever it might be. Um, so as far as merchandise, we're now teaching more people how to throw freight versus because they can face and merchandise the store in couple hours you know like one person you know two people maybe for a couple hours you know like four hours whereas before we would schedule like two people from like we were open till 10 so like 4 to 10 30 we'd schedule and they still wouldn't always necessarily get it done in that six hours because they're also shagging carts or helping customers or doing you know nightly chores now over at lemon valley uh it looks it looks awesome all the time I mean, even after after it's busy, because they can put it together so much quickly. So as far as the scheduling, we don't necessarily have to schedule two merchandisers at night. Or if we do, they're actually scheduled and they do. Uh, we're teaching some of them how to throw freight. So then it is it's getting that's what's helping get done quicker as well. So, of course, the quicker we get on the shelf, the more we sell, the faster we sell it.
So obviously you're trying to push into Spanish Springs, uh, as far as you're concerned, uh, Logier. I'll call it Madex when they start uh, advertising on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, Logier is is uh, definitely definitely the way to go, huh? There's there's no doubt in my mind about it, and it's been like I said, helped increase sales, customer satisfaction, the uh, ease of throwing freight, uh, less less uh, throwaways due to cut product. Um, you know, it's it's a big win. You know, ordering. Uh, I mean, our SKU count is. Uh, I believe highest in the company at about 8,300. Um, you know, so that's, uh, that's big. And as far as groceries concerned, uh, Lemon Valley is up to 3,700, uh, almost 3,800 SKUs in, uh, in that. And so, you know, we're going to see, we're going to push it to see how high that can go and what's feasible as far as, uh, you know, getting the sales yet, you know, minimizing the throwaways and markdowns and things like that. So, um, it's the customers are absolutely, absolutely loving it, you know, in person, getting uh, messages via Facebook, getting messages, uh, on, on our Facebook posts, things like that. So, um, you know, I can't wait to get it done. It sounds like they're actually, I, I believe don't want to speak out of turn, but, uh, we're shot maybe moving to this, uh, you know, for all our newer locations as well as well as converting some of the older locations. So I've, I've heard that as well. Actually, we're, uh, supposedly hopefully i believe it we are we are i'm just going to throw that into the universe uh we are on the next wave uh of uh, logier but uh we have to get in behind new stores so um i would be surprised if they don't start really ramping this up uh, i'll be interested to see uh i mean you've got a decent sized store and i'm at uh 14, five, 14,500 square feet. So almost your same size. Yeah, uh, Dylan, what's your square footage at? We're 16, four. Um, but yeah. real quickly, I mean, Dean just touched up on something. I think it was really quick. Uh, his skew count over 8,000 for both stores, your grocery, basically almost 4,000 for both stores, your grocery skews are more than some total store skews. Uh, and one of those is without Legere. So, I mean, you're doing some big things with ordering anyway. I, I kind of want to go on a little more about that because when you told me you had a high SKU count, Mike and I were like, oh, I, I wonder if it's like 7,000, 7,500. I had no idea that it was going to be above 8,000. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about that before you jump into the next subject. Um, how long have you been over the 8,000 SKU mark um, probably about six months. We've been probably before last year, you know, with Logier, probably are in that 7,500 range, you know, 77, even before, uh, before that, like I said, uh, getting that done, um, to what we did, I guess, uh, to throw out the secret, I took a bunch of the steel that was left over from lemon and took it over to Spanish and made four and five tier over there. So that's helped over there at Span lemon as well, or at Spanish, excuse me. So we have to, even though we have uh, steel over there, have quite a few tiers uh, to be able to make it so we can get lots of degrees, great different condiments or, um, you know, just in soup or, or some other areas we added some tiers. So um, we basically, we're always looking for the new items. We're always looking for those super exciting items. Um, do have a, uh, a, uh, Sometimes maybe a little bit of an advantage because in, in Nevada, we can't order. We actually just a few months ago started to be able to order water um, through the warehouse. But because of CRV that we don't have in Nevada, we've always had to order it direct. So that frees up, you know, a couple pallets per truck you know, on average. Uh, plus, we don't get wine through the warehouse like others. I believe you're on Warehouse 90 as well up there in Oregon, but um, we're in Warehouse 90. So we don't fill it up with wine. So our grocery trucks are literally grocery. And then, of course, some GM and Haba in there as well. Um, so why, why don't you get wine through the warehouse? Uh, because of, uh, in Nevada, you can't get it cause it's called a franchise law. So there's certain, um, you have to be distributed by a Nevada vendor, Nevada distributor. So does grocery outlet ship it to the Nevada distributor? I mean, are you, are you in the same pool of wine as everybody else or are, do you get your wine? Like we get our beer? No, we get, uh, um, our distributor literally goes and picks it up at a warehouse 90 in Sacramento and brings it back. Uh, gotcha. So, so it just comes on a separate truck though. It right. comes on a okay. separate truck. It, uh, but our, our, you know, we may only have, you know, 
one third to one fourth of the wine skews available in Nevada uh, versus, say, California. Um, and I believe it's even less than, you know, Oregon because just some of the certain laws. But we are able to get because in Nevada, um, we're able to have a our liquor license includes spirits as well as, uh, you know, wine and beer. So we get some spirits deals and we get uh, we're kind of become the first point of contact for the local distributors here for, you know, some of their wine closeouts or uh, we've got one for a rosé that we're going to get from, from, you know, one of the distributors here that I think a lot of the uh, stores, local stores here are going to get. So we get a few things like that too. So that helps with the skew count to seven spirits and some of that. All right. And on that, I think we're just about out of time. Uh, let me just make sure. Was there anything else that you wanted to kind of talk about real quickly about either dual store ownership or skew count Legier or anything you want to kind of bring up or any questions from Mike that he can answer for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like you mentioned, duels have become a little bit more of a popular here, I think, because, uh, Right. Uh, as rising costs, it actually helps the operators out. And then uh, with the right operators, it can be uh, certainly a big win for for you. And then, of course, the grocery outlet. And um, so it's definitely a look at it. You know, give us a call anytime. Um, got any questions in regards to that? Um, for sure. Give us a call anytime on that. You know, Mike, we need to talk about the Lozier there. So. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will be calling. Don't you worry about that for sure. Yep. Dean, I don't know if Mike mentioned, but he also likes other people to do things first to see if it goes well or not. Uh, he reached out to Eric Sapp and said, you know what? Go and send that Legere over to Klamath Falls. Let them do it first, and then we'll be on that following wave. He just He's a nice guy all the way around. Yeah, you already, got my, you already got my cheese table, bud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Dean, it was a real pleasure talking to you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, wish wish Sarah our best uh, and uh, congratulations on, on everything you guys got going and everything you guys have done. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you guys. Okay. See you, Dean. All right. And that was Dean Biggs. So Dylan, did you get, did you get some stuff out of that, uh, out of that episode there? We're going to Legier. That's all I, you know, Tony doesn't know it yet, but we're going to Legier. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Did you make it happen? But yeah, because you, know. you, you had, we had talked about that before when I told you that I, you know, threw my hat in the ring on that one. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I've, you know, we got a big store because you're, what's your square footage? Uh, over 16. Um, you know, I like the steel. We went to four tier and five tier uh, about the first few months we were there. And I love having that kind of bulk um, um, amounts on our shelf. That being said, the more pictures I see of Legier, it just looks so much cleaner and nicer. And, and I like the idea of being able to have more variety on some of those uh, questionable items, I'll say. So. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, yeah. So. You know, we talked a little bit uh, long in the the intro, so we're going to kind of keep this a little bit short. But I want to make sure. I want, well, first of all, I want to say once again, uh, thank you to uh, Dean Biggs for sure for coming on the podcast, and uh, thank you to Sarah for doing all the things that you were doing to allow Dean to come on the podcast. Um, that was uh, much appreciated as as always, but. Uh, moving on to the next podcast here, to the next episode, uh, we are going to have on Kara Hibbs Leva from Pleasant Hill. Uh, so, formerly she, the Olson I think, store. So, I think it'll be fun to talk a lot about what it's like to go into a a store that has been highly recognized for a lot of great things, and yeah, for a lot of years, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, Many, many, many people who have uh, come into Grocery Outlet and kind of toured stores had stopped by that Pleasant Hill store and and talked to the Olsons. So, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I think Kara's got a uh, a really interesting uh, story to tell and an interesting take on things. So uh, it will be a good, a great conversation, I'm sure. 
All right. So on that, uh, that'll be what in two weeks for episode eight. Man, that'll be episode Woo. eight. I know we're we're almost at double digits here. This is uh, right. you know it's a whole thing. So. All right. Well, on that note, uh, uh, we will leave you with the new and improved uh, music for the podcast. I, I will leave you with the sultry sounds of two discount grocers and a microphone. Yeah.